Hello everyone, and welcome to today's reading of Evanasereya the Origin. We start with the introduction. Um, we will be doing daily readings of books that I've written, short stories. So join in, tune in every day. Let's get started. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Leviticus 17.11 Watching life pass me by these days, and I realize how pathetic this world has become. People missing, dying, the world in total chaos, war, and there is no saving it. I smile at the irony of my own thoughts since I happen to be responsible for a small part of this problem. I see the flyers around town, flyers of myself, correction, of who I used to be. It is a constant reminder that my family has not given up hope on one day finding me. I have to constantly remind myself to go forward and forget. It is easier said than done. You don't ever think of your actions when you are doing them, only the consequences of them after the fact. My decision to stay away is torturous, but it spares my family the heartache the pain. I sometimes wonder if there is a way to be there without breaking the rules, because let's face it, there are always rules. We have one major rule to live by, secrecy. Don't ever let the mortals know, or actually the humans know, who you are, what you are. We live in secrecy. I push the thought away and stalk my prey in the dark melee of the big easy. Focus, I tell myself. At times I forget my nature and consider myself more of a vigilante. As I walk the lit streets of bourbon in the dim in the French quarter, I scan the minds of the crowd trying to find the one. I snap my head around and focus on his thoughts and I see the girl in his mind. So young and vibrant, her dark skin glistening under the neon lights. No, my mind screams for release, but I know I have to do this discreetly. I have waited patiently for this one. Suddenly his thought shifts and I can hear his plan. He is planning. He will do to her what he has done to so, to me and so many others. So quickly I am near him and I can taste my praise emotions in the air and I realize he is about to strike. In an instant I am in front of him, much too fast for human eyes. I see his confusion. He had not spotted me in the club just yet. He would have remembered me. 
I have not yet tasted his fear. With a quick sultry smile and a sultry hello, I know he will fall for it. They all do. Who can resist me? That would be my ego talking. His thoughts are no longer on the girl and his focus has shifted to me, a beautiful and all too willing woman. I hear her thoughts and realize she thought he was cute. And to her dismay, she is disappointed when he leaves with me. I wonder if she knows how lucky she is this night. Suddenly his mood has shifted, but it is not the fear I was hoping for. It was the anticipation of the game we will partake in. He sees me as his prey. His unknowing prey. He sees me as a win, better than the girl. I whisper in his ear, and he follows me down the lit streets and down into the darkened corners of the red light district. No decent person would be caught dead out here, but I am not decent. Now am I? At least, not anymore. In the dark streets of the alley, I kiss him slowly, tasting his life. I have to hold back the urge to take his life right here, right now. I enjoy playing with my food as much... Well, as bad as much as he does. I know after tonight, someone else will be there to take his place. For however briefly, the streets will be safe for tonight. I turn to him and push him up against a brick Creole-styled building. He is lost in thought of how lucky his night has been. How easily he has won. As he is lost in thought, I strike. I bite into his soft, warm flesh of his neck. I taste his blood so warm, inviting, delicious. And it revives me. I feel him relax beneath me as death slowly approaches. His eyes start to glaze over. I suddenly feel anger, but I continue to feed. From a distance, any passerby would think that we are but two lovers. If the women of New Orleans only knew what fate I had saved them from. This man deserved worse than what I gave him. He deserved to suffer for what he has done, not only to me, but to every woman he has harmed. I just happen to be the lucky one. Lucky if that is what you would call it. When I finish with my prey, I want to give in to the anger I suddenly feel. He did not fear me. What a shame. It felt as though he had embraced death with open arms, almost like he would embrace an old friend. But I am an old friend. Oh well, they can't all be the same. Slowly I lift him into my arms and run at great speed down to the Mississippi. And slowly place him in the warm waters. In the morning he'll be found. And he'll be listed as another casualty of the Big Easy. And you would do well to remember, for those of you that come to visit, that nothing good ever happens after midnight. I take one last look at him, 
dark curly hair, baby-faced, young. He could be handsome. He could be someone. If he wasn't the monster that he is. Or was a danger to all women. Hope you guys, you guys enjoyed. Come back tomorrow for The Disappeared Chapter 2.